Hello and welcome to Five Men and a Curry Podcast, a show where we eat food and talk about stuff. Now, here are your hosts, Andy, Andrew, Trevor, Tim and Alan. Welcome back, people. Nice to see you all again. Have you all, have you all drunk curry and, and eaten beer? That sounds, that doesn't sound right somehow. Yeah, eating beer, drunk curry. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim and I have had our curry from Yak and Yeti. Yeah. 1030 London Road, 01702 Why Are we just going to miss what you said? We've had, Tim and I have had our curry from Yak and Yeti, 1030 London Road, 01702 Can you tell me one thing that's, that's given you joy in your life? Uh, when are you excluding sort of your marriage, your kids? Your faith? Are you, are you excluding that and talking about something else? Or I'm well. I've got a whole list here which I'm I'm planning to go through, and then end up with a big one at the end, which I would do, of course. You know, I need another beer, then, do I? I think it's it's possible as people go through their jaws, you might think, well, well, they've said that, I can't say that, then tick, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, because because I mean, yeah, like you, stuff to do with your wife, you have to say, don't you? <laughs> Why are they going to be watching this? Well, or, or listening? Yeah. Listening. Well, I, I don't. I don't know because it, this this could be there forever, couldn't it? You know, it's the same way as oh, I know someone promised that um, if they moved, their wife would be allowed to have a dog. That kind of stuff, for example. I can't remember who it was who said it now. Do you want to start then, Andy? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me give you a list because I went through various things. First of all, I thought sunrise over Saint Ives is a very special joy for me i think andrew agrees with that mm-hmm. yeah walk 28 miles in a day which i've done i think on one or two occasions when you take your boots off that's that's a lot of joy a cup of tea at the right moment is is perfect when i was a kid waking up christmas morning when i was a man waking up christmas morning now i'm an old guy waking up christmas morning very exciting when i won the lottery Okay. How much? How much? <laughs> well, I won the last few twice. One was the Oxfam one, and one was the hospice one. Uh, Ten pound on one occasion, but I did win the thousand pound once, which I was able to give away to my wife to buy a nice dinner that day. As Andrew suggested, there were a couple of spiritual moments when there's been joy. When I've suddenly um, realised something about life, uh, when a moment I realised that God actually loved me and cared for me when I was sixteen, that was a, a joy thing. And again, when I was praying with somebody who was giving me some support and I had the words that God said to me, trust me, that was a big time. But as Andrew suggested, yeah, on my wedding day and then having kids, both Ben and Amy, but not in that order. And then my grandchild, Millie. And all that has given me such, such joy. And I think just just feeling safe with family for me is probably the biggest, the biggest joy there is. It's interesting. I was... I had a huge list as well, and they they ranged from, you know, the family things you've mentioned and, you know, faith things as well. But driving an Aston Martin (laughs) was was one of mine, I think, which I got to do a couple of years ago. Um, And I'm not heavily into cars, but an Aston Martin is just something else. So, But then I also thought, you know, my eyesight, 
Now that might sound a strange thing, but I suddenly realised how much joy I get from seeing anything and everything. Mm. And and having had a a friend who lost his his sight, mm. and how much he missed that, I think it. I just realise how fortunate I am to have pretty good eyesight, except for yeah. reading glasses. Now I'm of a certain age, mm-hmm. but. Um, but I think the other thing for me was I've been fortunate, as some of you know, to to travel to some unusual places, mm. um, and that's been that's been a real joy. Okay. So, Bev, tell us about one one joyful moment for you. For me, well, obviously, the being married and daughters and reading the Bible, discussing it, it's all taken. Uh, for me, Latitude <laughs> Arts Festival. Oh. It may be middle class and safe, but that's why we went in the first place. With them, um, went there for a day um, eleven years ago. Just take the girls as teenagers, see what they thought to it. So you've got um, comedy. All the main comedians go there. Literary tent with poetry as well. Um, five good music stages. Uh, lots of good bands. And then after the hours, when all the main music's finished on stage at 11, you've got Guilty Pleasures Disco, uh, Eastern European Dacia with uh, <coughs> gypsy folk punk music. Wow. Good fun. Right. How about you, Tim? One moment of joy? I think there's a, there's a few things for me. One is really, really simple, which is being surprised by your children sometimes. Something really stupid, which was she was watching a film, and so she texted me to say, Godzilla is on Brooklyn Bridge. I've been there! And um, it was just the thought that she thought she was watching it. She remembered the holiday that we'd had where we walked across Brooklyn Bridge, and she cared enough to text me and say, I've been, you know, she didn't have to say, I loved it, or thank you very much, but just the mere fact that she'd sent that. And, and I, get, I get those um, from her. Um, one, I mean, I, I love kind of physical stuff, so playing tennis, as people know, and, and skiing. And there's not a lot better than standing on top of a mountain on a cold morning with the sun coming up with the mountains all around and the snow on the ground and not very many people around and uh, that I, that's kind of probably when I feel closest if we want to call it closest to God in those kind of situations I tend to want to sing at that point which is a bit unusual for me maybe as well um, so that, that, those kind of occasions are when you kind of uh, really feel happy, pleased, whether you're joyful, I'm not really terribly sure. And then, of course, having stood at the top of the mountain when you're skiing, coming down and at the end of the day, taking those blessed boots off. <laughs> that, that is, that's ecstasy when those, <laughs> when those boots come off. That's uh, quite quite something so uh yes it's those sorts of things amongst all the you know the stuff that we've already mentioned really i mean i did i did think about sort of 
joys, regrets, and things to pass on to the other and uh, others. And I was thinking, oh, what that? Actually, there's one thing that encompasses all three of those for me. So Sally, Sally fell pregnant, which was wonderful. And uh, you know, you spend nine months preparing for the birth of this baby, and you know, you do the decorating and all, all the rest of it. And it, that is an incredible moment when when this baby is born right in front of you. The difficulty is I was kind of expecting a golden retriever. <laughs> so, so there's, there's, there's a slight disappointment at that, at that stage. So, so you know, the, the thing you need to pass on to others at that point is um, do your homework so you know <laughs> what's, what's likely to happen. Oh, how about you, mate? One joy. I think there's a something that would sum it up i find the greatest joy when something is unexpected mm. um that's i think that seems to be the reflection so yes top of a mountain but actually it was a hard slog to get there mm. so i didn't necessarily enjoy the journey but actually the view at the top I suppose because you had you, you knew it was going to be something, but you didn't necessarily know what it was or how far you'd be able to see. What, one of the greatest joys coming down the mountain, because it had been such a slog getting up, was the pine yeah. that I had at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I got as much joy from the pine near enough as I did from the view at the top. Yeah, yeah. No, that um, one. Hot air balloon. Going over a, in a hot air block, it was something we, years and years ago, but I've never forgotten that experience and the joy of silence. I, I just, again, because it was unexpected, I didn't know what to expect going up. Uh, and it was just mind blowing. I don't know in how many of uh, if you've done that as well. I just found that utter joy because it was so unreal mm. because of what I do or have done as being a house husband, I get huge joy from not doing mundane things when I get the opportunity. So when someone else cooks or someone else has to do the washing up, because that that's what I've done being a house husband for the last 23 plus years that's a really simple joy that I get actually when mm. I get cooked, someone cooks for me or someone else does those mundane things that is part of my everyday yeah. routine that I've, you know, done. So mm. I wonder, I do, I do wonder what the difference is between being joyful and, and feeling very, um, pleased or happy or satisfied about something that's happened to you or something you've managed to do or to to achieve joy is just not a word that i particularly associate with but mm. i can certainly associate with some of those those other those other you know words that you use on it so and and i think as blokes sometimes you know 
joy is just not in a bloke's vocabulary, really. Um, so, you know, other words are also available that might mm. or might not mean the same thing, I think. Mm. I wonder if, because four of us are roughly the similar age within a few years, and then Alan's obviously the, the baby of the group. 28. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder, does... Does our sense of joy and wonder that we might have had when we were very young start to come back to us when we've got the experience of years? And it's something I've, I've noticed in lockdown, that the joy of some of the simple things I can remember uh, experiencing as a child have started to come back. Um, and I wonder whether that's partly one's age and you reflect on these things a little bit, at least I do, but also because of the lockdown experience. And I, I would use the word joy, but I think until recently, Tim, I would have agreed with you. Um, I don't know if, that, if, if that's a bloke thing, whether it's an age thing whether it's because of what we've been through in the last 14 months or however long it is now, I'm losing count like most of us. Um, but that's, that's a reflection. I wonder if anybody else listening to this has just had that opportunity in, in lockdown, while I've still been pretty busy in lockdown, as, as you know, but there has been an opportunity because we couldn't travel, because you can't go and see this and the other there's a, a sense of appreciating some simple things and getting pleasure might be a better way than joy um, from some of those things. Uh, along a, a similar theme, I was chatting to my friend yesterday about contentment and how we can achieve um, being content in, in our lives, um, accepting what is around us. Um, and just being being at peace with the world, I think, in some ways, which is which is I sort of realised I found very difficult over the last year because I couldn't do what I wanted, and before that, contentment was being able to do whatever I want every day, virtually, um, and that's obviously been changed. And I haven't been working flat out like you, Andrew, so I've had time to think about some of these things. And with with hindsight, I wish I'd done other things, but of mm. course. In in there, you don't know what you should have done or what you wish you'd done, do you? So, uh, no. yeah. yeah, so it's like contentment saying, Do you know what? What's happened is, has happened, let's move on and maybe we do things differently because of those things or because of things, possibly. Mm. So, folks, how about regrets in, in life? What, what are we thinking? My, my major regret in my life is now having a perm in my hair when I had hair in the 1970s. I just wish I'd had that just for the photographs. I had, I had my hair bleached when I was 40, which is almost 20 years ago now. Goodness me. Um, but I, th I think my, my, my major regret is comparing myself to other people and wishing I was like other people rather than just accepting myself as I am. And that's a lesson I've had to learn probably later in life rather than trying to be like somebody else. And the problem is when I've got such talented friends and some of you are, on this Zoom with me, basically, you know, um, it's very difficult to accept yourself as you are with such wonderful people like yourselves. Quickly, what other regrets do people have? 
I think one of the things for me is that because my life has meant not just in its current form, but in previous forms, it meant I've moved a lot, an awful lot. And it means that I've not really got roots anywhere. And I think that is a regret um, that we have a few roots in Hertfordshire, but they're not deep roots. Um, and so therefore that I think is a, is a regret in some ways. The other thing for me is that I've not, I've, I've wanted, always wanted to play a musical instrument well, and I've mm. never achieved that. I can play certain instruments to a reasonable level, but you know, jokingly apart, to be able to play like you do, Andy, on a trombone, and I know we, um. <laughs> I know, I know we often take the out of you, but quite seriously to be able to have that sort of musical ability um and i should have stuck with things musically in the past that i didn't do and that's a regret but i think for me those are the two key things i think we need to make sure that bit's edited out oh so which bit <laughs> any positive references to trombones please remove <laughs> dear david please remove <laughs> I think there's a both good point. I mean, that, that would be one of mine, not continuing with musical instruments yeah. um, to any reasonable level. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that the no roots, because um, I grew up moving house regularly until um, until we moved here, mm. I suppose. Um, so having lived in Nigeria, here, Devon, Hampshire, Manchester, then back here again, then Union Sheffield, then from there we got married and moved to Birmingham for 10 years and then back here. So I, I think that's a good, I think the thing of no roots is good, which is why when our girls were young, I was offered partnership in the practice in Birmingham, but we declined that to... We want to decide and put, actually put some roots down somewhere or be somewhere long term for the girls. Yeah. So that's why we why we did that. Um, but it's interesting because I I think I thought for them it was important, but I, for myself not having roots, um, it certainly did affect me. Affected my confidence. You're not knowing where you are, you're always moving, changing friends, changing school. But in the long term, I haven't minded that so much because I'm always ready for change. Yeah. Whereas other people really don't like change yeah. at all. I don't mind it. For me, I'm expecting change. Yeah. Uh, I'm always thinking, well, where are we off to next? What are we doing next? And I don't mind that. Um, so I think it cuts both ways, but I can really understand that. It, it does, I think, effective. So. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with your reflection because, because I've had to adapt to so many different mm. contexts, really, since I was 18. Mm. It means change is not foreign to me. Yes. And I can embrace it. Mm. I think it's more the sense of, and this is starting to get a bit deeper, I suppose, where is home? Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
I don't really have a place that I would call home. And I don't say that as a bleeding heart. It's just, yeah. that's just yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's quite a few people that can relate to that. Regrets is not something I'm terribly worried about, but I can understand fully how some people would look back on their lives and go, oh no, that, you know, I made a poor decision or um, in, in, instead of going that route, I should have gone this route. And, uh, and I can understand that in people. It just, I, I don't think it applies to me quite so much, but having said I'm a contradiction, maybe I'm just being contradictory. I don't know. So, so Tim, is there one thing that you would pass on to others um, or one bit of information, what bit of advice is there one thing you would pass on to the rest of the world? I think there's there's a thing that says, if you think there's any truth in something or something's important, then give it due attention. Mm. So whether whether that happens to be that if you think there's any chance that there is a God, don't just ignore it, actually explore it carefully. Or whether that is, you know, some sort of other life choice about the person you're going to marry or the place you get, try and put down roots or things like that. Give it due attention. You know, think it, think it through um, and, and make, make your decisions. That's good. If an opportunity comes your way, take the risk. That would be mine. I have... I have done that a lot in my life, and most of the time I benefited from that. So I wouldn't have travelled to the places I've done, been to, if I hadn't taken a risk on a few things. I think that's really good advice. As, as far as passing things on, I was on, a, I was on a training course years and years ago, and somebody was asked the question about what would you pass on to what advice would you give? And this, this guy started talking and he said, um, I, I'm now a senior partner in a law firm. And when I was younger, um, I had this secretary and she was rubbish. She was rude on the telephone. She couldn't do shorthand. She couldn't type. She basically alienated people and gave me a really bad image, but I had this really great idea. So I built her up and I managed to move her on to a more senior position. I then went off round and worked in different parts of the country uh, and then came back as a senior partner in this, in this law firm. And guess who they gave me as a secretary? And he said, my advice is, if you've got an issue, deal with deal it. With it. <laughs> deal with it. And I've never forgotten that. I can't say I do, but particularly with people and with conflicts and with things, to actually take a ball by the horns, because, of course, it grows and it becomes a bigger thing and actually more... More, more, more difficult to, to kind of deal with. And I can't say I always do deal with things, but I'm aware of how big things can actually come. But that wasn't what I wanted to say. I've already mentioned about not comparing yourself, but mm. the big thing to me is just be kind to people. Especially yeah. yeah. be kind to yourself. Um, I've often thought that a real person is how they treat those they haven't got to treat well. So waiters, things like that, you know, tip well. Um, just, just be kind because you don't know the, the effect you're actually having on people.